Hello, everyone, and welcome to We're Golden, a Golden Bachelor recap hosted by two golden women. I'm Kim Hodges, Content Kim, and I'm 60, and this is... Jody Harrison-Bauer, age 63. And we're here to give you the baby boomer insight to an American favorite show, The Golden Bachelor. And this was the final show tonight. So it was yeah, a, a juicy finale. good one. Yes. Oh, my God. I'm exhausted from all of this. <laughs> I know it's like, wow. Uh, I think, and there a wow, because there was a whole lot um, of things that went on today, like that article that came out. And then we, we got to interview Peggy. So it was kind of like we had a little bit of everything. It was, it was a busy day. Yeah. Should we talk about the article real fast? I think we should. Okay. It was in the Hollywood Reporter. Yes, there were two of them. One was in the Hollywood Reporter, which I don't know anything about the Hollywood Reporter. Do you? Do I? Nope. But the other one was in Marie Claire. I didn't get to read that one. Oh, yes, I did. I did get to read it. But basically, you're better. You're better at summarizing things than I am. Go ahead. Here's the whole thing. Maybe all of the timing. So they say in the article, like, like his business past is not as it as he stated on the show, but I think it's like the timeline of how they had him stating it on the show. So I was kind of like, when I was reading the article to my husband, I was like, we're going to give him the benefit of the doubt on that part, because that part, they, they may have said, oh, you don't need to tell all that. Just tell him that you were this or that or whatever. And then he stuck with that story the whole time, because maybe it was too convoluted to explain that he went on to be a handyman here and a this and that there. Well, I think I think when they referred to his retirement age, I think it was from the longest gig he had, right? Owning that restaurant. Well, that was early on. He like that was back in 1985. He sold that restaurant in 1985. Oh, and then so, he had so- those odd jobs. Yes, but when were all the other jobs that he talked about? They, so they made it sound like they were all kind of like, and the last thing he did was the, the restaurant, anyway, restaurant right. thing. And that, they went they went hard with that story because his first date with Teresa was at a diner, which was like what his restaurant was. It was like a quickie burger place. Mm-hmm. But the part about, okay, he started dating a girl that worked at one of the places that he was like the handyman for. Right. But a month after his wife died and Joe, my husband said, it's not like his wife had a terminal illness and was sick for a really long time. She just up and died in a week. Like that was a devastating thing. You're not going to be dating a month later. That's weird. I agree. I agree. I thought that too. I agree with your husband. So, so that, that's a huge flag. But then all the, the story went on to tell about how he kind of treated her, which it was sort of the begging her to move in. I can't live without you. I think about you in the evening, in the morning, and all the lines that he's been saying on the show. And then he's like, well, you're not going with me to my um, high school reunion looking like that because she'd gained some weight. And then he was like, okay, you got to move out. So it it, does, it did, did not look good for him if that's oh. if all that's true. But it is just one person's story, even though it sounded like they talked to a ton of people who all agreed. I mean, he lives in a little town. Right. Yeah. Right. And, and Peggy, she moved in with him. Right. She moved from Iowa to Indiana to be with him. She got another job. She left her job as a clerk, and, right? Yeah. Like as a, doing accounting work at a 
at a, I'm going to say old age home, but um, assisted living or independent living. living. Okay. But so then he said, you have to pay a thousand dollars a month to live with me. And she talked him into 850. Yeah. That's bizarre. It is. So we should see. And so one of the things that you thought from the very beginning, and you said this a lot, was Gary and his love bombing. You nailed that at the very beginning from like episode two. You were like, I think he's a love bomber. I think he's a love bomber. And then we talked about, well, maybe I think this way because this is how I think of men because of this reason. And then you sort of change your idea. I I agreed with you with the love bombing. You were you felt more strongly about it. And um I think at the end with what he did to Leslie, it was he made himself out to be a man of integrity. And I actually thought she was gonna pull when she said, I fell in love with you. One of the reasons I fell in love with you was because you are a man of integrity. I've never met a man of integrity before. And then I thought she said, but you're not, but she but didn't she, say that. She didn't. You're not the only one. I got a text. It was like, why didn't she say that you don't have any integrity? I know because that exactly what is what she was saying is that you blindsided me. You told yeah. me one thing, but you, your actions did something else. Yeah. And you know, that happens in the real world. We understand that. Um, and and but we he was love bombing her. That's that's the point. He was. And even though Jason Tartik on our interview with him said, when you're caught up in the moment, and I'm gonna go to bat for Gary's what he said, mm-hmm. you do think you're in love with both these people. You really do think you're in love. And I I get that. It's like if you're in a pageant or a cheer competition, like it's your whole world. That's all you can see is this little bubble. And they're doing it for two or three months or however long, and they don't talk to anyone else and they don't have their phone and they all have to go to bed at the same time. Like there's nothing you get to do by yourself. And then, but still you would in your mind go, I can't tell this person I love him and then go tell this person I love him. You would think you sh- that's a no-no. <laughs> it is a no-no. Yes. It is a no-no. <laughs> right. And I know that there are other bachelors that have been criticized for doing that. and. I think that everybody who's watches who's watching the show, who watched the show is letting him off pretty easily. However, however, when he was talking to Leslie in the room, the whole audience was like, like they were not, they they did not like him in that moment at all. No, and did you, did you did when he did the minute he started talking, didn't you just kind of want to go, okay, talk to the hand because you are so full of shit. I don't want to hear another word out of your mouth. When he talked tonight? Yes. Yes, yes, absolutely. I just wanted her to say her piece and then say, now zip it. Yeah. Right? She should have said, now zip it. I don't even want to hear your excuses. And I was so happy that she said, I don't, I don't accept your apology, apology, but um, I forgive you. Right? Mm Mm-hmm which I thought was a little weird. I would have said, I don't accept your apology and it's going to take me a while to forgive you. She was very, she showed her anger very well though. She did not hide it. She was angry. She was angry. And I thought that was good, especially when she said, 
don't tell me what to think. I can think what the fuck I want to think. I, I wanted to go, yeah. <laughs> I know. Yeah. That was so good. So I didn't like her all along. Remember, I just didn't mm -hmm. like her. She bugged me because I thought she kind of has a little bit of a downer, kind of a way away. And she did kind of show that at the end when she was like, nobody loves me kind of thing. But I liked, she showed more strength then than she did, did the whole show. That was her moment of stepping mm -hmm. into her power. She she used her voice and maybe that will take her her confidence up, take it up to another level where she can go out. I did not, I didn't believe her words when she said, you know, now I know that I can go out and I deserve to meet the person that I, I, I deserve a great man. But I, I didn't really feel she meant it. Yeah, I hope that she does get to that point where she really does feel it for herself. I agree with that, yeah. And I felt a little sorry for her. I felt bad for her. She's very, very... Um, well, she she said, I put myself out there. Like, yeah. when her, I never do this. And you got to yeah. give her a lot of credit for doing that. She's like, I'm going to take the risk. I'm going to go do it. I'm going to show who I am. And my heart just broke for for her when she um, was just talking about, you saw me, you chose me, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. and you know, we all, we've all gone through that and we, or we know people who have gone through it and it's mm -hmm. heartbreaking when yes. you don't feel chosen. No. Oh my God. And his words at the end, I just, why we're on that. He, when he was trying to explain it, he said it was just better with someone else i he know <laughs> i know i was wondering why she didn't call him out on that i would have said you son of a bitch what do you mean it's better with somebody else ew yeah that was so bad and and my he thought said it again too right he said yes, it again on the stage when he said that i was like do you know what the whole the bottom line here this is it. Teresa was better in bed. Like, oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Teresa was better in bed. But you know what I want to know? You know how they talk about all the tests they have to take? Like Jason went through the whole thing about how many of the psychological tests, interviews with counselors and all this kind of stuff. Do you think they had these two picked together? Like, I wonder who they thought was compatible with all those tests because they have to do that. Oh. I would love to know that. Oh, that's a really interesting question. I don't know. But like Jason said, they kind of have each person who has a role. This is going to be the possible villain. This is going to be the tweener. This is going to be this person. Yeah. So I think, you know, with Teresa, she ebbed and flowed as um, a little bit of a villain. Um, and yeah, she a was little, always, go ahead. A little bit of a bitch little bit of a bitch right manipulator little, yeah mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah and in the end we really saw who she was was actually and we said this at the beginning we don't know if she's dumb or <laughs> if she's you know as smart as a fox and she's smart as a freaking fox she is and you know what she manipulated the whole thing <laughs> she sure did she yeah. sure did from day one you got to give credit to yeah. to her. She knew how to, she played her game. She played a good game. Yeah, she did play a game, but it, but I don't want to be a game player like that. So to this, I say, I'm glad they ended up together. 
I think they deserve each other. They do. <laughs> I had a friend text me during it and said um, she thought the daughters made the ultimate decision for Gary to choose Teresa. Do you really? Yeah, I don't know. About I don't that. know, but I I wouldn't want to be in that household either. All those girls, it'd be like that'd be tough. I and they're you know, mama's gone and. Yeah. Right. Right. Like it all seems like love and wonderfulness now, but who knows what it's going to be like. Um, they're going to, they're going to be saying, Teresa, you need to zip it. We've heard enough about Bobby. What was her husband's name? Billy. Billy. We've heard enough about Billy. You need to zip it. <laughs> she is going to be. Oh, so Kim, the other thing that you said at the beginning of this, this whole show, not today, the beginning, like 10 episodes ago was that He's going to make the woman feel powerful, like she's in charge. But when they get on his turf, he's going to let them know who's in charge. And that goes back to what he did to that woman, quote unquote, Carolyn. It is. In with him. she He made it sound like, oh, come move into my lake house, blah, blah, blah. And oh, by the way, um, you need to pay me $1,000 a month. Yeah. And- she said he asked for like a full year before she finally moved in. Really? Yeah. He was like wow. begging her. So, so he was probably Mr. Nice guy. Then he moves in and then it slowly starts coming out. Like you can't go with me like that. You've gained 10 pounds. Right. You look like shit. You got to pay me $850 a month. What else did he say right. that she probably didn't even. But do you think he chose Teresa because a, their stories were very similar B, she was madly in love with him. C, she made it probably very, very clear that she would move from New Jersey to Indiana. Um, but because she seems to, st because she's still working, because she has an income, because she seems to have a pretty easygoing life and she knows a lot about money. She probably has a lot of investments. Her husband- I'm sure left her in a pretty good situation. I don't know. I'm assuming all well, these things. Let's go back to her husband. I mean, she does look like she had a facelift. So, you know, she's yeah. taking care of herself. What do you, what is kidney failure? Is that what an alcoholic dies of? No, no, no. That's kidney failure from like, um, like my dad had kidney failure, renal okay. failure. So it could be from medications, high blood pressure, hypertension. Okay. Um, liver failure is usually what you get from alcoholism. Okay. Well, she's so her husband died from kidney failure, which was probably a longer death, I'm thinking, right? Yes. Yes. But also, remember, she said this in an interview, and I thought it was really weird. He said, well, why don't you get a job and we won't have to pay for our insurance? Right. And I'm kind of like, oh, wait, you're retired and you want your wife to go get a job to pay for insurance? That just is a little bit of a flag. I, know. I don't Didn't know why his job. I don't know what he did. Wasn't he in, in the same financial world as her or no? Yeah. Yes. But he was retired. So you're, so he's paying out of pocket for their insurance, which is a lot of money. And maybe she was spending so much time doing her investment. He maybe said, why don't you just get a job? But yeah, it does seem a little weird if he's retired, why would he want his wife to go to work? Just for health insurance to a full-time job. <laughs> yeah, why doesn't he go and get a part-time job if he was retired? Why didn't he get yeah, it? So why didn't he get or... something with insurance? It didn't seem that seemed weird to me. All right. But so anyway, my point being, so she maybe she had to work. Yeah. And that's okay. and that's fine. And maybe that's a good thing too, because Gary's gonna want her to pay rent. 
but also I feel like she probably will line his ass out a little bit. Right. So that's why I wanted to bring that up. Instead of him being the person who lines up the woman's ass, uh-huh. I think she's going to whoop his ass. I think I she's going to she be does. like, this is how it sounds. Okay. So did you notice when she was talking towards the end that his mouth was moving weirdly? Uh-huh. <laughs> I don't know. that. It was like he was going... Like he wanted to say something, but maybe Teresa was like, you better not talk. <laughs> it, was like, it was mimicking. It's like, he was like a ventriloquist, right? It was, <laughs> I did not understand what was going on there. <laughs> I didn't either. I was kind of like, hmm, that is I've never seen. Weird. I thought, is he having a stroke? <laughs> like what is going on? Or she did. He said like nothing. She no, was. she did. She did take it. And then when she was like, I knocked his boots off. I was like, I knew it. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. And even with the proposal, um, I mean, we're giving all this stuff away, but that's okay. Um, even in the proposal, it was like, Teresa, are you proposing to him or are you going to let him talk? <laughs> uh-huh. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you do a good impression of her. So at the very, at the very beginning, one of the things he said was everything changed after our overnight about <sighs> Teresa that, yeah, that's why I was like, the whole thing is based on like that. <laughs> do you really think so though? I don't know, but I did he when she, yeah, yeah, I wrote I think on Leslie this. was I, just too needy, unfortunately. I just think he saw too many. I think what it was is he saw, and he even says that tonight, he saw so wow. many he he any red flag that he might have had, he said Teresa did a good job of pointing them out, got rid of them before he yeah. even had to bring them up. I think what he saw with Leslie, and you know I adore her, mm-hmm. I think what he saw with Leslie was a lot of red flags. I think so too. And you know, it is and what it is. She said it at the very end, like, I knew this is how my life goes. She's kind of got that little cloud over her head a little bit, I which know. I think is sad because she's so pretty. I think she's waiting for somebody to save her. And ladies, you can't, you Mm-mm. can't find someone to save you. It doesn't work. You don't want them to save you. No. Yeah, there, there's nothing that you have. You can only save yourself from yourself. That's right. She has to say, and I think that's, I think at 64 or 65 years old, she's not there yet. I don't think she has figured out. How Some people never sleep. do. Right. And they're looking for the knight in shining armor to mm-hmm. go, I'll save the day. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, yes, there are men out there, but those are the controlling men. Trust me. I know. Um, I've, I've gone through a few relationships (laughs) like that myself. So I understand. And it's very true. When you stop looking for somebody to save you and you save yourself, you are in a much better place. You know, what makes me, that's, that's all very true. And what makes me very sad about this article that came out about Gary is one of my other friends that was texting me, who's been single for a really long time. She was like, who do you think he's going to pick? We need to have your friend on the show because you talk about her all the time. Well, this is a different one. This oh, is a okay. different. This one okay. is a different one. And she said, and I said, he's going to pick Teresa, and I think he's a love bomber. And I sent her that article, and she goes, "Welcome to my dating pool." Like Aww. she doesn't really ever date anyone. She goes, "This is what's out there," and I was like, "That's what makes me sad because we know there's nice guys out there. We know there are. They're are just you just." <laughs> 
people just find him in weird places. It's not like on dating apps. It's kind of like, like you bet yours at the wedding. He was in the band, like this kind of right. stuff. And it like, like, I, I mean, I don't know. I, I can't imagine the dating pool. Like, ugh. but it's even I, hard for young people. I mean, yeah. our daughters live in New York and there are just people complain all the time about no, and there's a much bigger, like the, but the dating pool in New York is a lot bigger than it is here. Right. I feel like, you know, these, I mean, we have, it's not, we're not in that small of a town, but it's like, everybody knows what's going on. And maybe in each town, there's all these little clicks and stuff. But I remember my son saying it, it's just miserable dating. Like there's nobody out there. Everybody and I'm like, says are that. you kidding? I can walk around the cities and see all these pretty people. Like, have you guys gone nuts or something? But it just doesn't happen that way. It's no, the best way to meet somebody is through a mutual friend. Yeah. Or just when you least expect it, you know, like our mothers told us, well, you've known Joe forever. So it probably didn't really happen for you that way. But my mom used to always say, you'll, you'll meet your person when you least expect it, Jody. Mm -hmm. I'm like, no, I think it's true. And I think it's true. Like when you're the happiest, but I think you have yes. to put yourself out there in places where you like, volunteering or being in this group or being in that group, the more people you meet outside of your little bubble, yes, like by doing things, the more people you're going to meet. That's yes. just that. I mean, get on some boards and you'll meet a friend of a friend of a friend. Like that's right. Just, go play pickleball, go yeah. do a co-ed thing, go away for a weekend, a hiking thing. And I don't, I, I agree with you. You've got to, you have to put yourself out there. We talked about that earlier in the episodes and, um, and I think it's, I think it's harder for people to do since COVID, but that's why I think this show has been so good. So I hope the Gary article doesn't put a damper on people going, oh, I had high hopes. And then even that guy turned out to be a jerk, <laughs> you yeah. know? Yeah. Well, you know, we, as you mentioned, we did interview Peggy and we're going to have her on the show in like a week or two that, that, that episode will air. And she was just so full of hope after being on the show. And she was only on for two episodes, but she felt so, well, I don't want to give too much away, but, you know, she just came away from the show f having a better attitude about meeting people. Yes. And she said, Gary's a nice guy. So I think when you read an article like this, there's always two sides to a story. We didn't hear his side to that story. Right. So he may not be as bad as he's been portrayed he, he may be frail he looked frail tonight he's he he did look frail tonight do you think so too yeah and i thought i even kind of thought in um in costa rica you could kind of see like they have done such a good job with his hair and everything but did you see back here he kind of looked like he was balding and stuff <laughs> and they just didn't even cover it up and i was like is this the same guy that's been on the show this whole time I well i yeah. mean they all looked i mean we've talked about this the hair I felt so bad, especially for Leslie. Like that is exactly what my hair would look like oh. if I was in Costa Rica. <laughs> and somebody was wasn't, terrible and too. Somebody wasn't blowing out my hair like this. <laughs> I mean, I would look exactly like that. No makeup. You would look. You you would look. No, perfect. my hair would be completely flat, stuck <laughs> to my head. I would look like a boy. <laughs> I mean, I felt so bad for their hair. I really yeah, did. That was just so unfair. Good. But yeah, he looked frail. He looked tired tonight. But I wish them well. I thought Teresa looked beautiful. It'll be interesting to see the wedding. I know. Yeah, 
know. So, okay. So this was start I, from the beginning. I know we gave yeah, away a lot. I, I wanted to say this one thing about Teresa needing to zip it. She really doesn't know when not to say things when she was talking to his daughters and she was like, uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> she did that first. <laughs> and then she went into how he, she liked him because he was kind and highly principled. And then she tells the story of him saying, do you want to lick the cupcake off my face? I know. I was kind of like, okay, zip it. That's not appropriate to that tell That was daughters. so inappropriate. <laughs> like, I don't know if she was trying to be cool, but it, that was dumb. Dumb. It was dumb. Huh? It was really dumb. But I think Gary's like that. He said some inappropriate things too. Like when he said uh, something about saying effing, and he said that was with um, oh, oh. exclamation mark not a question mark and I thought Gary cut it out stop yeah. trying to act really cool yeah especially in front of your kids right and your granddaughters <laughs> yeah like, the granddaughters were probably like <laughs> they were they were like oh I don't want to know this I don't want to know this um all right so if we go back to the beginning we kind of gave you the end but you know it's the last episode we can we can move around wherever we are but um Anything about that, the beginning of the show where he yes. talks or, okay, go ahead. I think that, um, to, again, Teresa showed so much confidence in the weirdest times. And it was mm -hmm. when he was, she was talking to his daughters. Mm -hmm. She gets really confident in times, which makes me think when she's playing that mousy person, it's a, it's a ploy. Yep. Yeah. I think the mousy person. And she gets this is. look like, I just want to go, oh my God. <laughs> I don't think she was the favorite for anyone. Everyone <laughs> I've spoken to, nobody liked her. I know. And I just, you know, seeing them together, they look like they went together. They did. And they did seem really happy. And she's going to be just all over him because she wants to have it be like that. That's good. Yeah. And I, I thought if I could write down the notes of the things that she says to him, both of them, you go, oh, I could, I should say that to Joe. You make it so easy to take care of you. It's so much fun <laughs> to take care of you. Like, do I go around saying those things? No, but maybe I should. <laughs> I never say that. I might've said that to Frank when we were dating, but definitely not. Can you imagine? Honey, you make it so easy to do everything for you. <laughs> Oh my God. <laughs> now take out the damn dogs, will you? <laughs> oh my God. No, she's, I, maybe she's really that kind. Maybe, maybe she is. I don't I know. Couldn't, but I couldn't be that kind. No. Mm -mm. I'm, I, don't I don't think, think I, I have it in me. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I am, I think we're both kind people, but that's just so corny kind. I don't know. Maybe when I'm 70, I'll be saying things like that. I do think that it helped that. I think he would have liked a younger woman. I think he thought, "Ooh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna snag one of these sixty-year-olds, right?" <laughs> yes, I'm gonna snag a young brunette, a sexy brunette that's wild, you know, like Faith and Leslie. Yeah, and at yeah. the end of the day, oh, he did say, "I always thought of Teresa as the safe choice." Did you remember him saying that? Yes. And that was like after he proposed to her. But you know what? She, he, but I think, do you think that, well, no, she came out in her birthday suit. She, you know, I was going to say, maybe she could, she had a way of turning on that sex stuff when she knew he needed it. Like she could watch him with the other girls. I don't know. Okay. So 
he does also refer to her as having a long lasting relationship yeah. because she was married for 43 years. To me, that would be really, that would be very important to me. Mm -hmm. If I was married for 40 something years, widowed, I would want to look for somebody who had a similar story, somebody that I saw was married for a long time. And I think that's a huge plus. Especially if you're 72. Correct. Yeah, you don't want to end up at 82 and single. It's right, and I also think that was a red flag with Leslie. So mm -hmm. the red flag there is that she had been divorced twice and that she said, you know, that until death do us part, is a little scary, but you know, that's only like 20 years away. <laughs> <laughs> if you're lucky. For you, it's 30. For you, it's 30 or 40. For me, it's, you know, see, I, got a, I don't think it'd be that's a few not, years on you. <laughs> when you're on a second marriage or a third, or like in this instance, when you're meeting someone and you're making that decision in three months, you probably don't want one that's going to live to 90. <laughs> No, no. I mean, Frank's older than me and I'm thinking, oh my God, am I going to have to take care of you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, but yeah, that's, that's what you, wait, you and Joe are the same age or is he older? He's two years older. Oh, okay. That's, that's nothing. You're basically the same age, but yeah, I was talking to a few Actually, people. Actually, he's three years him. older. Yeah. Oh, okay. Three. Oh, he's my age? Wait, he just turned 63. Oh my God. No, he turned 62. Kid. What year were you born? 60. Well, see, that's the, I was born in 1960, but I was born at the end of 1960. So I was born on December 27th. So it's like, basically the whole year I go is I'm a year behind. So I'm going to be 63 at the end of this year. Okay. I think Joe was born in 61. Good God, help me. I know. Then he's, yeah. So he's 62. Sense. Yeah. That would make sense. Yeah. <laughs> um, Okay. And what else from the beginning um, um, before we get into the daughters oh, and so on? Oh, this, this was bad. When um, he was talking to Leslie mm -hmm. and he, and she was pretty much when they were sitting on the sofa after they met the family and all that, oh, okay. she was saying all kinds of stuff to him. That's when she said, you're easy to do nice things for or whatever. He says to her, Oh, that is was so there awkward. anything else you want me to hear? Is there anything else you want me to hear? I was like, okay, buddy. I know. That's what I knew. And plus he had been, when they went on the bench after he, she met his children, you could tell mm -hmm. that he just wasn't saying like what she needed to hear right then was I love you. And he couldn't say it. He didn't say it. He didn't want to say it. He just didn't want to. And you knew going into her room that night. Yeah. When he started saying, is there anything that I, what did he say that I, he I said, need to hear? is there anything else you want me to hear? Yeah. That was like icky. anything else you can make me hear that I can change my mind because I'm God. I don't know. I was just like, right. Ew. she I, was really struggling. And he said, is there anything else you want me to hear? I know she was struggling. She did she was looking for something because she knew deep down yeah. that he was breaking up with her, uh -huh. that she wasn't going to be the one. And then when he left like a wimp, like I got to go, I, I need to go. I need to go. And he kept hugging her and she's looking at him and you can tell by the looks of the audience that they're like, say it to her. Like, you know, that she's not the one for you. Like let her know. Yeah. So I am glad he went back in there and had the balls to do that. But 
I'm glad she gave him a piece of her mind and just said, you know, you blindsided me. You you did. How did you go from saying I love you less than 24 hours ago? Yeah. I liked that she said all that to him. And I liked at the end when she was like, no, you did lie to me. Yeah. She said, you lied to me. Everything you said was a lie. And he said, no, I felt that at the moment. And she said, it was a lie. Which right. was good. I mean, maybe he felt it in the moment when they were screwing. <laughs> you know, but still, and I'm sure I just felt so bad for her. I really did because she just gave him everything that she had. Okay. So let's talk about that. When she was up there talking to Gary mm -hmm. there, so they kept showing the audience, the audience, and then the bachelorette's faces, all the other people that were on the show. Yeah. And sometimes they were really upset. And then sometimes they were like, giggling and being a little catty it looked like 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 that and kind of at the wrong time the ladies the ladies yeah did you notice that a few I times did. I was like why is she whispering all the time she should just probably just act upset right now <laughs> yeah who was it was it um Nancy and Kathy it was Kathy um no it wasn't even Kathy it was actually oh my god I just went blank who's the Susan girl we love Susan in April no, it was just Susan. Oh, it was just Susan. Was it was, it? she was kind of doing it more, but I think that they were just showing her at the wrong time. Like, cause she would have that concern look on her face too, but, the, but all the ladies were sort of talking a little bit. Right. Right. Yeah. She did and, seem, she did seem to be upset for Leslie. But then was... so, almost a little giddy about it too. Like maybe there was a comment made that they were probably like, what a dick or something. I don't know. Right. Right. I think. But did was... you see that April's going to be on the next one? April and I think was there a few other ladies from the show? Oh, I don't know. I only saw April. I was like, oh, she's she gets to do her counseling. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think there were a few other ones, but I'm not sure. But I was really happy to see that they're going to bring back some of the girls, like older generation, teaching the young ones. Yeah, I think that's a really great way to keep the older, the golden people relevant throughout. And I was really surprised tonight that they did not announce a golden bachelorette. I that's really what I thought was coming and it. instead they did the wedding right right maybe Somebody they're was... gonna see how this wedding was how many weddings have they shown through all the bachelor history not many um Trista and her husband Ryan mm -hmm. I think his name is they were there tonight he was so cute I remember watching that and uh and then Sean Sean something and his wife they're still together really cute couple um I don't know. I, I don't know. So I'm wondering more, why remember they, wanted... they get paid. They get paid. To yeah. Do that. But I was wondering why a lot of them did. Maybe a lot of them haven't worked out. I don't know. But I bet you the reason they're getting married is because Teresa's like, Gary, this is a good opportunity to make money. Yeah. I thought that and immediately. We, yeah. And we don't have much time. So to make this money to live right. on. She's like, let's go. Let's go. Yeah. We're going to make this money. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. And so she's going to be the brains behind the uh, the operation. And maybe his his wife, Tony, was the brains behind the operation, too. Could be. You know, and maybe that's why he chose somebody like her. Mm -hmm. I think Tony was a tough motherfucker. I think she was tough. Yeah. Do you think, after I read that article about Gary, my first thought was, did he, was he a screw around? But I don't think he has that personality. I was kind of like, I think he so screwed I asked, around. I think he, you know, I think he got out there and he was dating a lot. Hmm. When she was still alive? No. no okay. I think, he, I think he was, I mean, 
And maybe he got, maybe the whole situation with that girl, which I wish I'd never read the article. Maybe that whole situation was because he is so nice and he was, I don't know, trying to, I don't know. I don't <laughs> he, think, I, I think his, I think his... he's, there's something off about him. That's all I'm going to say. Well, we're going to find out. Yeah. That because the truth always comes out. It always, always comes out. Um, but, but who, but we want him to be the knight in shining armor that he is showing up to be. Not even the knight in shining armor, the fun, loving, nice guy that might be fun to live with for the rest of your life because you could always do stuff together and he seems really nice. I think he is a nice guy. I mm -hmm. think that maybe he's a little tough in, in relationships. I think that all the ladies who came off the show and said he was a great guy, we're going to be friends, we're rooting for him, we want, all the ladies said, we want you to be happy, but they always say that. Um, I wouldn't have said that <laughs> if he broke <laughs> up with me. Oh, I wouldn't either. I don't even, I was kind of like, why are they being so nice? I don't know. I'd be I, like, you're a dick and you've just made a bad choice. <laughs> yeah. And you just really humiliated me on national television. Yeah, because you lied to me. Yeah. She tried, though. She said, you lied. That was a lie. You're a liar. Right. So I was really happy that she did that. Do you think she would be a good bachelorette? Well, so I still, did you notice Joan was sitting in the front row? I did. In that red dress right in the I, middle? Yeah. Do you think that was a sign? Because I think it a was... lot of people think it's going to be Leslie first and then maybe Joan. Well, what did remember what Jason said to us, or maybe he said this on his podcast that um, when his ex fiance was trying out, she was in the running for um, the Bachelorette that she wore a black dress, or she says something about the fact that the next Bachelorette is always wearing a black dress. Oh, who had a black dress on tonight? I think Susan did. Uh huh. Did they? Um, Sandra did. I don't think it's going to be Sandra. Did they um, have on black? I think she had red on. There was a lot of red in the audience tonight. Mm -hmm. Right. It's the color of the Yeah, season. that's true. Um, April did not. But she had. was wearing red, I think. I think she had red or pink on. She wore some vibrant color. Well, but a lot of young people, a lot of women wear black. Yeah. So my mm. point is, is that I don't think it was Joan. I don't know. I don't think they found, I think they probably have a few, they've got to have a few women in the running right now. I think they're trying to, I don't know. But do you think that's why these women are posting so much stuff and doing Absolutely. So that's <laughs> why when these young people, these millennials out there are watching it and they're going, oh, she's not on it for fame. Oh, bull. you know what? Yeah. What do you think they are? dumb, deaf, and blind. Like well, <laughs> you and I are on Instagram and TikTok. Yeah. I mean, like it's, they may, they may not have gone in thinking it, right. but you can tell they kind of got the bug. I don't know about Nancy. No, Nancy seems to be Nancy. I don't think Nancy cares. I, I don't think Nancy's trying at all. I think Susan's trying a little bit. April is definitely trying Joan big time. And mm -hmm. I heard somebody on a podcast saying, what's up, up with Joan saying she feels invisible? Well, clearly not, since she's like doing all these TikToks. And, yeah. you know, that's fine. <laughs> but I think 
They really are. They're like, look at me, look at me, look at me. I want to be the next Golden Bachelorette. And good for them. I say, go for it, ladies. Go put out your best. But but see, they but even Peggy said the same thing. I think they all probably got that thing where they're like, I can do it now. I've done this. I put myself out there. I get it. Right. Yeah. Right. They have so much more confidence. All of them, except for poor Leslie right now. That's going to take her a while to get back to that. But I don't know. Maybe, yeah. maybe I'm sure something's something wonderful is going to happen for her. Well, when did, when do you think they interviewed each other? Like when was the live show watching that show? After Thanksgiving. Tonight. Wait. Oh, because uh, it was live. <laughs> yeah, tonight because it was live. But I didn't live. know if that was recorded another time. No? Yes, it probably was. So, but it was after re- Thanksgiving, obviously, because he said over Thanksgiving. Oh, so yeah. I was just, what was I think? What was the point of that? Wait, maybe it, was, that, oh, maybe it really, really was. was live. I think it's really, really live. I think, okay. right, like they taped it at five o'clock at night. It went out, Okay, at, went on at eight. Yeah, so that makes sense. Okay, so so the point of that is, um, Jason told us that when you leave that situation, it all becomes very clear quickly. Yes. So when did they stop filming that? A long time ago? Have they had to be quiet that whole time? Yeah, they're usually quiet for like, I think, two or three months. That's a long time. Because they've already filmed Joey. Oh, yeah. Because Joey's coming out in January. So they've, I heard Jesse on another show and, you know, filming's been wrapped up. Like they already know, like that's done. Yeah, but why did they wait so long after they filmed this one? Because then people can't, like they can't go out in public together because it would give it away. Right, none of them can. But don't you think clearly, so so he said, when you leave, it becomes very clear. Yes, I thought I loved her, but now that I'm out of there, in hindsight, I didn't. Right. So they've already had, say, two months. Yeah. So Leslie may have thought, even though she cried, and when she saw him, she may have thought, yuck, I'm glad that was a good, but she didn't act that way, really. She really no, did act like no, she No, no. The feelings were still very raw. They were still really really raw and I was For glad her, to see that yes he seemed like he was just checked out oh he was totally checked out he was yeah. checked out when she was crying in the hotel room yeah he was not into it he's like you know giving her a pat like a pal yeah I gotta like, go he was like I gotta get out of here mm-hmm. I mean you know you know what it's like when you break up with somebody you feel terrible because you're hurting somebody's feelings that you do care about but you're like I gotta get out of here like I'm done right even if it's a friend you might be done yeah. Yeah. I'm you just, know. I'm thinking about that, but like in that situation, he kind of brought I, her. I did. He, I did. I did think he led her on. Yeah. And that's really too bad. That's that really too bad. bad. So I hope they do like, they give her an opportunity to be the golden bachelorette to like redeem herself, not redeem herself, but find her man, find her man and get her confidence. Yeah. But she yeah. may, you know, who knows if she would even want to do it. She might say, yeah, true. Nah. Now, because you know what? Maybe they can't find these men. Maybe they can't find 22. I don't think they can find 22 men who are not either egotistical or full of shit. Well, they they're going to find those. I mean, I hope they're going to find those for sure. Mm -hmm. I hope they can. I mean, there are 22 guys out there, but they're not going to want to be on The Bachelor. Right. They have to find 22 guys that pass all of these tests Mm -hmm. and want to be on the show. 
Yeah. And I don't mean that about the young guys. I think they go in and it's kind of fun. If they find their person, that's great. But I'm saying these older people, Mm -hmm. if you're going to find a hope and Jason thought we were wrong on that. He said, no, there's, you know, everybody wants to put their stuff out there. I'm kind of like, not at our age. We really don't. (laughs) No, no, we really don't. We, and you know, uh, there was something that I wanted to mention to you. Oh, um, Leslie says time's running out. She says that a few times. Time's yeah. running out. Time's running out. And you know that made I, me sad for her. Made me very sad for her too. Because But that attitude is not good. Because it kind of makes her desperate. It's it's the scarcity mindset versus mm-hmm. an abundance mindset. And you know, you you reap what you sow, you get what you think. It's so maybe, and that's why I'm saying, I think she needs to still do some healing. Yeah, you're um, right. And not look for a man to save her or for a man to complete her. And I think she's been single for so long because she's right. She was single for a long time. Um, so maybe and she she's has, already gone through and she said she's been married twice. So she's right, gone through two divorces. Right. I really do hope that she finds the man that's right for her. She does deserve it. Um, and I hope she realizes that she, she, she starts believing that. It just seems like it's so hard to find people. Like I hate that, that it's that hard to find people. It just is for all ages. You're right. For all ages, it's just hard to find your match. Well, do you think that with age, you become more closed-minded? Yes and no, because I think you, you, you may, you may become more closed-minded, but you also have more, I like, I think I'm more understanding and have more empathy instead of like, oh, well, screw you. I'm not dealing with that. Mm-hmm. Like instead of immediately, like not dating him. <laughs> like, right. Yeah. But I do think that it's like, there's a lot more married people or deceased people as opposed to when you're younger, everyone was single at first. Right. And so now they're all just still a lot (laughs) of single people. And I, so I think that you could have the mindset of, look, I've dated, I've been married twice, three times, whatever it is. I am just going to live the life that I want. And if, if somebody comes into my life, great, but I'm going to keep living my life I have my standards. I have my deal breakers. This is what I'm looking for. But I think even if you have that mindset, you have to be a little bit flexible because the person that you think you're going to meet is usually not the person who comes into your life. Okay. That makes sense. And it's like going out there and thinking, I'm going to meet my husband tonight. I'm going to meet my husband tonight. And you never meet that guy, right? When you go out to a bar or a club or something like that. Yes, but also, do you think, okay, so, and I did, did I wrote this on here because it drives me nuts how he says it, but maybe it's part of his thing. You know how Gary always says, I can just see this picture of us living together and us doing, and he specifically says these things. He can mm-hmm. see them doing together, like he's visualizing it. And then, but it's, but he, but he's, but he is visualizing, like that guy told me at Canyon Ranch, I told you what he said about, don't describe the perfect partner that you want. Describe the partner doing, describe the partner that you want to do things with, how you would do things as opposed to, I want someone that's tall, good looking, remember? So yeah. Gary kind of does that. Like he says, he's picturing in his mind what they're doing. I love and, that. 
Yeah, maybe that's kind of what, because I was thinking he's always picturing shit in his mind and he's always talking about it. Right. So then he puts it out there. <laughs> so, and so both of them have what they share also is that abundance mindset. Yes. I do think Teresa showed a little more personality towards the end and did seem more happy and bubbly. On the show tonight? Yes. Oh, yeah. She was, yeah, she was just really gloating, confident. She, or she could have been gloating. <laughs> I don't think she was. I, I don't think she was either. She did seem smitten with him. She did. Yeah. Like, I don't think I, I don't, I'm not a giddy person. I was never someone that was like giddy and, oh, you know, all in love like that. Like that just wasn't me, but. I'm not so like that either. It was kind of cute to watch somebody do that that's older because. Maybe you see younger people do it, but I don't know. I mean, I don't like PDA at all. That's not my thing. It's at the rate I I I could I definitely like it, but not. You know, it depends on the place and you know yeah. all of that other stuff. Like I've never in front of my kids or anything like that. But no, yeah. I thought they were really appropriate, and they just seemed they did seem to be on the same wavelength, and it just seemed mm -hmm. to make sense. Um, but I do think they're getting married really quickly. So do what do you does, think up with that? I think I think that she just wants to make sure that this is a sealed deal. <laughs> Signed, sealed, and delivered. Yep. And I wonder if there's gonna be a prenup. I wonder if she's gonna have a prenup. For him? Yeah. I mean, I don't know who holds more money, but um or maybe they just say screw it, but I would think at this point they should. I don't know. If you have, if you haven't known, if you've only known someone for three months, a prenup's not even. I mean, like you can't even be offended if someone asks you for a prenup if you've known them for less than a year. Right, and you've accumulated wealth. Yeah, and you don't know. You meet them on a reality show. I mean, I would have a prenup. I would too. Right. I mean, yeah. it's just to protect yourself, and I mean. He's a businessman. He should understand that. She understands money. They they should understand it. And I wonder how how wonderful this lake house really is. Yeah. Like if it's really a beautiful spread. I I, I kind of thought about that too, because of where it is, like just the whole, did we see it at all? We didn't, did we? We never really saw a lot of it. We just saw him looking out at the lake. Oh yeah. Okay. And like in a living room or something like that. But we never really saw like if the house was really big and I get it, maybe they don't want to put that on national TV. I get it. Um, but anyone could probably Google Gary Turner, Indiana and find his house, right? The way things are right now. Yeah. It's, it's little, but I think they're getting married because they are older. And I think she did say that we're getting married because we don't have a lot of time left. Like I, I'm like, yeah, go for it. Such a sad thought. <laughs> it's just, just it a is sad a sad thought, thought but yeah. it's a happy thought to think that they found love. Yeah, that is. A happy you know, thought. and mm -hmm. if they stay married, which I think they will, mm -hmm. um, because they believe in commitment. And um, so I do think at their age, because I did see this with a friend who uh, the mom got remarried at an older age, and then they were both kind of needing some assistance a little bit. Oh, really? But the other family wasn't helping at all because they lived in another state. So it was kind of like all on one person's paycheck and everything. And they're like, and hey, we're not taking care of your dad. You can come pick his ass up because we've got to take care of my mom. Like, seriously, that's a thing. So you would probably have to go, I think you, 
have to have your paper going, this is going to take care of me in my old age, and this is going to take care of you in your old age. I think so. And that's a difficult conversation to have, but you don't. Well, I mean, meet... you got to because you don't want to be a burden to their kids or their kids, right? Like I'm not taking on him and I'm not taking on her. And maybe that was, again, another conversation they had in the overnight. Besides getting more intimate, maybe these are all the things that made oh, you're Gary right. feel because okay. She knows to have those conversations, whereas I don't think Leslie does. Not at all. Mm -mm. And I mean, I hate to speak for Leslie because that feels so icky, but we're doing a recap show and we're assuming some things, but I agree. And I think she raised a lot of red flags. Yeah. And if maybe he wasn't, look, he's 72 years old. Does he want to take care of somebody who doesn't have any money or doesn't understand? I'm not saying that that's her, but, but from what we see and what he seems to want, it seems like that's she removed all the red flags he possibly had. Yeah. And we did see a change in the whole relationship when she told him what she did for a living and then they went to the overnights. It The whole thing changed. True. The whole thing changed. And when Leslie said what what changed, that's what he's, that's what it yeah, was. That is what changed. You're right. It was, it was exactly after that, that conversation about what she did and boy, she just lit up like a Christmas tree and got mm -hmm. very confident about her job and everything. And you're right. She probably did get rid of every fear he ever had about like, I can't get married and take care of somebody else and put that burden on my kids. Right. Right. I want to take care. I want to leave enough money for my kids. I want for my grandkids and I'm not going to have to I'm not going to have to take it, go into my retirement to take care of this woman who yeah. might get sick or blah, blah, whatever it could be. But I think who I may only know for 10 years. Right. She and I've be... only known for two months. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right. So I think that there's a lot versus if we could, if we compared it to the bachelor or the bachelorette, you know, they're in their twenties. They have the next 70 to 80 years left to yeah. figure all this stuff out. So it sounds like, it was a logical choice, a safe choice. And, and one that helped him know how it was going to impact his kids. And his life. And I think yeah. that's that you, you have to think like that. You do. Because I was listening to somebody talk about um, marriage hacks. And one of the things they said, it's not about love. Of course, there's love in the marriage, but it's not about love. It's about it's a business. And, you know, would you do this to your business partner? Would you do that to your business partner? And especially as we get older, understanding how our life is going to be in the next 20 or 30 years is very, very important because we don't know if we're going to get sick tomorrow. Whereas no. when you're in your twenties or thirties, you're like, I'm invincible. Right. So mm -hmm. it, it just seems to make more sense. And I think that's what changed. And you know what? It would have been nice if he said to Leslie, I'm going to tell you what changed, Leslie. I it felt what had that, you know what? God, you're right. Every woman in America and man would be like, hallelujah. He said it. Right. And he, instead he was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like <laughs> he was doing a Teresa. And what he should yeah. have just said was, you know, the great mediator, Gary Turner. Yeah. Like, the great mediator. I thought he sucked at mediating anything in the last <laughs> two days. And I, I, why didn't he step? Where's the integrity, Gare? Like, tell her what it was. Look, yeah. I feel that Teresa is financially stable. 
Um, she has retirement. She's been in a long lasting relationship for 43 years. She has a deceased husband. All of those things mean a lot to me. And I feel like that's why we would be better partners. Boom, done. Well, and also add in the part about she, she understands all this financial stuff that we're getting ready to go through. Like who's going to take care of who, who's what, what, what is each other's money going to do? Like that, that right there would be a, a big head thing for a lot of people. Like Leslie needs to know that for her next spouse. He would have helped her out. Right. Right. And one more thing that I heard from, um, I was listening to Nick Vial's podcast and he talks about the three B's. Mm -hmm. Um, what are, and I always screw them up. There's the bedroom, the broom and the, um, bank. Oh yeah. 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 And bedroom. We get okay, broom, we get broom helping is, out around is, the house. Yes. Okay. And bank is bank. Yeah. I think that's what the B stood for. Um, and, and I think if you have all three of those, you know, it could work and it sounds like they do. Yeah. That's a good we'll, point. We will find out. But this was a great finale. It was Kim, a great finale. I've loved doing this with you. We are I didn't going see this to. Was so fun. We are going to continue doing We're Golden, um, and hopefully there'll be a Golden Bachelorette, and we'll be able to recap that. Um, but this has been really, really fun. By the way, we record this after the show, so it is now um, eleven. Like <laughs> it's eleven thirty on the East Coast. And uh, I'm tired. <laughs> yeah, I'm tired too. And that was a, that was a, it's been a long day, and that was a a, hard, a, a lot of information in that show. <laughs> it was. Um, do you have any last words to say to our listeners? I'm putting you on the spot here. Uh, no, just thank you for listening. I I I hope they enjoyed all the commentary on it, like everything that we thought. Like I think a lot of people our age probably do. I just I wonder. Um, I mean, it's been fun doing this to talk about it because I think it's such a huge thing to talk about. Mm -hmm. And I, I hope that um, young people kind of get the, I hope everyone gets out of the golden bachelor and this article doesn't squash it. All the good things that could have come out of it. I don't think it will. I think people are smart enough to pull the things from it. Yeah. And as Teresa so eloquently said that um, the show was a cultural movement. Mm-hmm. Even that, that was such a great. That um, was a great line. Yeah, right? it was. It, the show gave is giving hope and it's become a cultural movement. And I truly agree with her. Do you think and, she said that or they gave her that to say? No, I think she really said that. I don't, I don't think they give them lines to say. You don't? No. Because they got to be promoting this. Yeah, I don't really. I, we've got to start following Teresa's page a little bit more. Okay. Um, so we will be back, um, next week with our interview with Peggy mm -hmm. from Connecticut, the dental hygienist who stayed for two episodes and she's just a perky a 70 year old, such a doll. And we had such a great time talking to her. So you guys have to tune in for that and, um, make sure that you follow Kim at content Kim. I'm at Jody Harrison Bauer and check us out on YouTube at We're Golden. Um, it's been so much fun talking to people on YouTube and we'd love to hear your comments. So DM us. Um, wherever it is, it is fun to talk to people in the comments, all the things that people it, say. It's really interesting to hear their thoughts. 
yeah, we'd love to know what you thought of us, you know, recapping the show and what your thoughts were. And, um, and we really want to continue with this. So thank you so much for listening to We're Golden. And until next week, stay golden, everybody. Stay golden. Bye. <laughs> Bye.